0: Welcome to the Mindfulness at IBM podcast. So today we don't want to talk any about, about news. I think the news are coming uh, in a form of uh, a mail, right, uh, but also on Slack and also on our internal uh, page where we publish, like in the website that we have in IBM uh and we are talking about a newsletter right that is the you know I, kind of nostalgic because we had the newsletter for many years then we stopped uh after for a while due to various various things and now we, we start again and here with us as a guest right is a, a coordinator of this newsletter who has like the you know the the gate who gave birth to this amazing piece of work so uh, i'm happy to have you here Debamitra. thank you uh for being in the podcast today right
1: Thank you,
0: Lele. And Pat as well, of, of, of course. Ciao, Pat.
1: Yeah, hi, Pat. Thank you.
0: Ciao, ciao. So, Devamitra, could you uh,
2: maybe tell us a little bit of, of how, you, how you got here? Why newsletters? Why mindfulness?
1: Um, uh, I think uh, my first brush with mindfulness was probably in 2012, many years ago. When someone, uh, you know, when I was uh, going through uh, a bit of, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was very unwell physically and uh, I had suffered a loss and uh, uh, I was uh, very upset, you know, I was very sad. I, I can't say I was upset, I was just very sad about how things were going in life and all that. And I probably didn't know how to cope with it. And then a friend of mine came and recommended uh, a book to me, which was called The Power of Now. And which sort of changed my life. And I started uh, experimenting with meditation and trying to stay in the moment. And, uh, you know, uh, I've tried to practice uh, being regular, me- meditating, and, uh, you know, focusing on the moment, but that's like easier said and done. But here I am, I'm still trying, I'm still on the journey. And uh, one, it was, you know, call it serendipity, call it what you will. But uh, I, I sort of uh, found this uh, Mindfulness BRG a couple of years back, and I found Lele also a couple of years back. And uh, we did connect at that time, but uh, I guess uh, it wasn't the, you know, it wasn't the correct time, but this year things sort of fell together. And then then they asked me, uh, you know, would you like to do the newsletter? He had this newsletter. He showed me a couple of them, and I said, Yes, uh, I would That's love nice. to take it up because this is something I enjoy doing. And I've always dreamt of being, you know, imagining, I've imagined myself as a kind of an editor or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like doing something you love for what you love, kind of. Wow. Thing. So, Perfect so It's really an amazing thing for me. And I'm very grateful. I'm, uh, you know, I cannot describe the uh, immense amount of gratitude that I've. I feel for having, uh, you know, for being here at this time and getting this opportunity to do so, do this newsletter, sort of like, you know, start this newsletter again. So, thank you.
2: So, Let's just yeah, take a moment you... to, to soak in that moment, this moment, yes. right?
0: Yeah. And, you know, you you guys that are listening, take an opportunity to have a look then, right? And promote it, right? That's, uh, you know, we gave, uh, I think that Dorita gave us enough reasons to um, to consider this a precious thing, right? You know, I, 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 I've never been a promoter of email myself, generally, right? Uh, but recently, one thing I, you know, instead of going in uh, many uh, web pages of newspapers and things, I kind of like to read the weekly or the daily uh, summary of, for example, for the New York Times, right? That is something I'm really quite gladly because there is, you know, good way or the morning brew right and, and and so on so i think also for mindfulness it's a way for you to to see all what is happening around the world uh, the activities the practices the initiatives all in, in at once right and that's that's how it's much better to use email than to mutual cooperation and communication where it's much better to use instead video communication or yeah. chat and so on right yeah. so that's that's great thank you deba Mitra, for it uh, but I want to go maybe into some what, what you told me. So basically, you started with reading a book, right? That is actually a quite popular book, and I think it's not the yeah. first time that one of our guests is mentioning it. Um, uh, but so, w- w- what did it tell you? What were the, the, the main thing that you got from it, right? That's why then it, it, it somehow urged you to, to take action and to change uh, some way how you see the things around you, right? What 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 was the sparkle? Or, where do you see
1: it? You know, the first thing, uh, the first, when I was re- reading the first, uh, let's say the 10, 15 pages, I got, I was a bit skeptical about it. I, like, I was thinking that, is it that simple? You know, that it's just like, you sort of, you know, you're, you're focused on your breath and you're just soaking in the moment. Is it possible? Because uh, my mind is always racing. It's, you know, and this is exactly where I'm coming to, where it actually hit home. He says that, we don't live in the present. We are either living in the past, or we are, you know, trying to live in the future. The present is something we largely ignore. So you look around, and I remember the moment. You know, I just, uh, I tried it. I was sitting in a room. I try, I tried, uh, you know, just focusing in the moment. Sense, uh, you know, taking in the sounds, the feel of the room, what it looked like, my breathing. I felt as if I was finally inhabiting my body. And that's when I realized that yes, you know, there. and uh, and I I, for at least for a few seconds, I felt a strong sense of calm. But you know, it was for a very short while. But it was profound. It was very deep. Although I lost it because you know, the mind went back to its patterns. But uh, when I tried, uh, uh, you know, uh, re, uh, I tried doing those, uh, you know, uh, trying to live in the present, like where he had described in the book, I realized that it, 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 things became easier and easier. And, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, over a period of months, I started seeing a lot of changes in the way I, you know, spoke to people where I handled situations, it wasn't something that was like, you know, that happened overnight or drastic, the changes were small and subtle. But I could feel the growth happening, you know, as time went by. And even today, I will be honest, you know, when I say that I am not, you know, I because I have a small child and I'm homeschooling her, and I have other responsibilities at home. It is not always possible for me to, you know, sit down and meditate or focus on, you know, what I want to do. You know, set aside time. So what I do is, uh, even when I'm doing some chores, like when I'm washing the dishes, you know, what I do is I make make it a point, you know, because I've noticed that whenever I'm doing washing dishes, specifically, I tend to go off into different tangents, you know, I started I get, I get angry with somebody, I start worrying, or I start fretting or something or the other. So what I did, what I do is I consciously bring my mind back. Mm-hmm. And I'll be in the present. And then I realized that this is one of the most peaceful moments of my day when I'm oh, yeah. washing the dishes. So it's funny, but it it works for me.
0: Like Pat knows that the dishwashing mindfulness is also one of my favorite <laughs> way to practice it. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. you
2: know, Maya, uh, and it, it's fascinating to just listen to you and feel your your emotions and watch the thoughts come up and like, you know, where my mind wants to think or how it wants to pull my mind back into the future or back into the past or into the future that you should say this, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was years back lately when we were recording a show and someone was talking to us, you know, uh, Jade from from L'Oreal about how Mm -hmm. one of the practices she likes to do is when she, she washes the dishes, she tries to imagine that she's washing a newborn baby So just very, very mindfully, basically, Uh, and it also made me think of Han and the book, and yeah, so much wealth of information there. And and I like how you're talking about bringing this into into just the everyday little things. Yes. Everyday little things. Uh, Just quick, quickly. Do you? What do you? what happens in that that moment when you notice the mind wandering how, how do you bring it back or what's that if you could describe that in your own words i'm very curious to, to learn
1: okay so this is a technique that i've learned okay uh uh from one of these uh, meditation centers that i uh, i i frequent rather uh so it's about it's it's like you uh, you pause you know for a minute you breathe in count to six hold the breath for six seconds and you release it to the count of six and you do it six times and by that time your mind has calmed down you know it is sort of centered and it will stay centered for a couple of minutes and then you repeat it so that's what how that's what works for me because i I, I often forget, but you know, whenever I realize that I'm, you know, going down a path where it's I'm agitating myself with some thought, I sort of pull myself back and I practice this breathing technique and it works for me very well. So they do talk about bringing your focus back mm-hmm. to the, you know, the center of your forehead. Uh, so that, the, so that, you know, you're able to center yourself but uh, i've realized when i do the breathing that focus automatically comes back
2: so if mm-hmm. i if i can imagine do you do you stop for that minute and do it or do okay. you do it while washing the the dishes
1: you stop okay you stop
2: excellent
0: i like it Yes, it's an interesting concept actually. Nice. And what are those, uh, so uh, as an outcome right now uh, or into your daily experience now, so what what are those things that changed uh, in your approach towards the present perhaps or where do you observe it?
1: I say that it's a journey it's a it's it's. uh, I'm still on the journey and I'm probably you know, still in the early stages. uh, Because uh, I often forget, I often, uh, you know, I slip back. But it's like, I I make sure that I try to come back to what I am trying to, you know, achieve. So the things that I've seen a lot of different, there are some relationships which have healed a lot. Uh, and i'm in a better space over there uh i'm i am able uh, I'm, I'm able to give hundred percent to to the work that i'm doing because i i enjoy what i'm doing I'm, I, I have i've been blessed with the opportunity to do something that i enjoy doing so i'm able to give my hundred percent and uh, i think uh i'm i've calmed down a lot i, I used to be a very very hot-headed you know Person earlier. As a kid, I was the, probably, if there was a fisticuff going on somewhere and there would be five boys fighting, I would be the only girl in that <laughs> <laughs> brawl. So I was that bad. And, uh, uh, but well, now. Know, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so now I'm like, I, I find that nowadays I'm more like people come to me and talk to me about things and, uh, I've calmed down so much, you know, I've calmed down so much and I've learned to be more accepting. But what I have seen is uh, my sense of pain, you know, pain in the sense, my sense of sadness has increased, like I feel, I feel very sad, you know, when I when I think about when I see what's happening, maybe because of this uh, you know what we experienced through the second wave of COVID, where so many we 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 just uh, lost so many of our friends and our loved ones. I have a feeling of sadness for uh, you know wh- what we are doing to the planet, how we are living. Mm. I think you know uh, the the unfairness or you know the disparities that exist uh, between you know people who are the haves and the have nots. And I, and I actually cannot find any logical reason for that. So, so you know, I want to, uh, you know, I would love to know why this is so because it's not the fault of people that they should go without, you know, and some people should have so much that they don't need so much of that. So that's, that's a thought that I'm exploring. And I sometimes reflect on that. But I have not found an answer. till
0: or maybe there is no answer, right? Mean, the problem is always in the question.
1: Yes, uh, but the thing is that, see, if we if are born as human beings, you know, I mean, what, what prevents... Uh, why do we have to always be racing against each other? What do we get at the end of it? It's better you live with more kindness, right, towards people around yeah.
0: you. I mean, I usually think, uh, you know, between... Um, you know, if you... If you're a cat, right, and you are born uh, in the top of a mountain, right, or you are born uh, next to the sea with a lot of fish, it's not that they had to choose it, right? Yes. But both cats can be equally happy if they accept what they have, right? It's so important. that's where um, acceptance is uh, it's not important because maybe, you know, the cat in the mountains can, all the craving for for the fish, can try try to figure out the way to travel, and get uh, to visit his his fellow friend. Uh, But in the moment where he's there in the mountains, right? How he's gonna cope with his life and every single moment depends only on his mind and his capability for accepting it. Or what do you think? uh,
1: But the interesting part is, you know, uh, a cat will only eat how much it needs. It will not hoard or try to take more than it needs, you know? That's, that's, the, that's the difference,
2: and that's where I feel it. You bring up a, a very excellent point though. Uh, I remember, I don't remember the article, but several times in, in mindfulness courses or, or workshops, they describe how the mindfulness practitioner or the skilled meditator will not get so emotional or caught up in the thinking before the event. So say the average person, I have an exam, I'm going to be thinking and the mind's going to be racing about all the things before the exam, the exam happens. I'm, you know, I'm freaking out. And then after the exam, I'm still freaking out. But the the skilled meditator won't really have that before and after, but during, like you're saying, from the research that I was looking at, it's, it's as if they do experience it more. And I think it's to a large extent because you are present. And when you, can feel also, you know, the emotion and 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 the physical changes in the body that are happening because of that and the mm-hmm. thoughts and all the stuff that's happening. It's just like kind of an HD sort of sadness. And then one last thing that I'll quickly say, it's it's also amazing how now I can experience a lifetime of emotions in one day on my phone. Mm. Whereas in the past, you had to you know, live a whole full life to experience the the death and the birth and the love and all this stuff. So it's it's a lot to soak in so you're, now. You're not ready
0: for it, right? You're, you're not uh, evolved yet for that thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so this but,
1: is when I sometimes challenge the mindfulness. I challenge my uh, other teachers I interact with. They say that you... Okay, I'm accepting it. But how do you not feel? You know, how do you not feel? How can you say that you accept it? You accept, uh, uh, you know, you're you're seeing someone suffering, you know, how can you just accept it? I said, say that, okay, that person is suffering. I'll help that person. I'll try my Mm -hmm. best. But I'm not supposed to feel anything, you know, I'm supposed to accept whatever is happening to that person. No, I, I, I don't think there is a problem
0: with the feeling. You could, I mean, eventually, potentially, you could be loving everyone on this planet, right? Without any, uh, any difference, right? That's actually what is, you know, the uh, big love, uh, as you could be, right? Anyone that you see on the street, regardless, is still a human being, and any creature is still, uh, you know, something amazing, is life in, in the universe but uh, i think that the, the, the problem is the uh, how much you can see something in in, in that in that moment right so in, in in the if you think about the resources right how many times we remember that we had a lunch or a dinner where we ate much, way more than what our body needed right we'll like, oh it was so good right i ate too much and this was, we used more, we actually consumed more resources that we really, our body was asking for it, right? Yep, yep. So now, assuming that this could be also genetically, that in the past, uh, humanity could, you know, uh, hunt a uh, mammoth and then not hunt for another month. And so you had to feel everything as much as you could. And because, but now it's not anymore the case, right? So how come it still happens? But, uh, and it wouldn't happen if you are mindfully eating. Right. I'm sure that if you eat mindfully, you will never have a moment when you say, oh, I ate too much. Right, But this really depends on how much we are in the present in that particular moment. And this is, I think, I mean, that's my limited mind that assumes that it it would happen the same in any situation by using fuel, by uh, constructing things, by investing maybe too much or, you know, uh, taking, uh, you know, the car rather than the bicycle if you just have to go in the other way on the other side of uh, of the street and so on and so on, right? Um, we need really to, and that's where mindfulness could help to be more open to sustainability, let's say, right? Sure. And balance. Yeah. We Will get there, hopefully. At great least discussion, in our great community, <laughs> great yeah, conversation.
1: Actually, I like I said, I'm still you know finding my way about through this. So I always have a lot of questions. I often contradict the questions. I mean, mm. I contradict Good. my own thoughts, mm. and I'm Good. happy to be doing that, and I'm happy to be asking questions because you know, then you you get other ideas, you get other thoughts, and maybe in many cases you also find the answers that you're looking for if not the answers at least the direction
0: yeah this direction but yeah love it's, is it's, uh it's something to feel and in that moment when you experience it right yes, and yes. Uh, it's just marvelous and there is no you shouldn't limit it or say like no it's it's it's, it's okay just be open to it whatever whatever you feel right It's not. I think. I think it's very hard to control your feeling to say no. I don't have to feel it. It's. It's the opposite. It's like, ah, that is coming, right? It's not you to choose um, what you want to feel. It comes.
2: So, Deba Mitra. Since we're talking about, you know, which which direction to go, Mm -hmm. how uh, how would you like? the listeners this week to to perhaps look at mindfulness or practice. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can tell us your favorite practice or even lead us in in something short.
1: Um, I don't think uh, I'm still, uh, you know, like I said, I still don't, I'm still a student. So I I don't really have a fixed practice because I follow that, uh, the six second breathing technique. And that sort of, you know, even when I'm, you know, I'm sitting down, I have I sit down to meditate and uh, I usually because uh, for my time zone, I'm, I'm awake at midnight. So I'm, you know, I, I sort of have an alarm, which which goes off around midnight. So I spend around uh, four, five minutes just uh, practicing, uh, just give making sure that my mind is totally calm, and I'm breathing in and out. Because, You know, some time ago, I just, uh, I had read somewhere and it sort of just came into be that he said that one of the best times to, you know, be calm or, you know, be meditative is when the day is changing for you. So that's something I've been doing. And uh, so it's just that uh, the six second breathing, hold for six seconds, six seconds, count of six, and you breathe out. And I think for any beginner, that should work.
2: Shall we, uh, shall we take a minute now and, and, and do it? And, and maybe yeah, I could just, yeah, yeah. I, could, I could guide the first few rounds. <laughs> All right. So uh, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, um, just take a deep breath in, filling up the, the belly, the chest. And just letting it out, letting it be. Let's inhale. Two, three, four, five, six. Hold. Four. Three, two, one. Exhale, five, four, three, two, one. Inhale for six. Hold for six. Exhale for six. And just taking the next 20 seconds on your own, in your own pace. And doing one final round, coming back to the normal breath when you finish. Thank you. Thank you, Lele, Debra, Debra, Mitra. Thank, thank you. Thank you.
0: You.
1: Thank you,
0: So thank you, Debra Mitra, for being here and uh, sharing with us. And thank you. And looking forward to see more newsletters coming from the community. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, let us know uh, what you think. Uh, suggest us new guests. Uh, come into the podcast if you want to we are happy to have a chat and share your mindfulness story, Uh, talk to you in a week from now, Uh, have a lovely rest of the days, bye bye